Hello and welcome to the first podcast of 2021. A very happy new year to everybody. It's Jonathan Pryor here from the Foreign Exchange team. Delighted to be joined by Ryan Disaputra from our economics team and Chris Brand from our trading desk. Probably difficult to know where to begin with uh, such a volume of news feed and a, a bit of a blockbusting start to 2021. But I think what's important will be for me to kick off with touching on what do our clients want to hear and what has been the conversation in the first week of the year, looking ahead to what is sure to be another packed year of economic twists and turns, and with that, probably political twists and turns as well. I think the only place to start would probably be Brexit. Everyone went off on the festive period, not really knowing how things would materialise and if there would be uh, a deal struck. And thankfully, on Christmas Eve, for the economy that there was. Sterling, probably somewhat surprisingly, weakened off initially. Um, but then we've come into 2021 and, and what clients now want to understand is now that cliff edge, cliff edge ri risk has gone away, what does the deal actually mean for the UK economy and trading with the EU? And what does it mean for a currency in the pound that has been dramatically influenced by the political backdrop for the last four years. And I'll, I'll hand over to Ryan shortly to touch on that. Uh, but that's certainly dominating a lot of the conversation. The second point that we're speaking to clients about, which is no coincidence with how weak the dollar has been, is the general dollar phenomenon at the moment. When you look at what is happening with the blue wave, um, and particularly after what happened in the... Um, in the Senate yesterday with the, the protests. Um, when you look at what happened with the Federal Reserve announcements and when you look at just generally what's happening to risk appetite across the globe, there has been a, a strong theme at the turn of 2020 opening up to 2021 for the dollar to weaken off quite dramatically, highlighted by euro dollar up above 123. Now, sterling dollar has, has caught the wave of that and is benefiting from that at the moment. But there's a lot to consider and, and a lot of it's a, it's a very complicated landscape for the dollar looking out to 2021. So we'll make sure we focus on that somewhat. And the final point to, to bring into this as we look ahead to 2021 and try and make some sense of where currency markets may go is, of course, COVID and what will happen with the vaccine race and how that will influence and affect economic recoveries across the world. So I think perfect opportunity and, and with pleasure to hand across to Ryan to touch in more detail on, on the economic factors across those themes. Um, so over to you, Ryan. Um, thanks, John. Um, and I'll just reiterate uh, John's point. Happy New Year to, to all. Um, I think, as, as alluded to by John, there, there's been an awful lot going on um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, both domestic and foreign. I suppose, first off, domestically, it's very much, I suppose, been a um, a double-edged sword, really, to the kind of the festive New Year period. Um, obviously, with Brexit, we've avoided that the the materialisation of that key domestic risk, i.e., a no FTA Brexit at the start of this year with the deal on Christmas Eve. Uh, but on the flip side, obviously, the developments around COVID. Um, have been particularly worrying and, and that certainly has uh, implications for the economic outlook as well. Um, I suppose to touch on some points on Brexit, um, 
I suppose the very first point is obviously we've we've avoided a uh, a no FTA deal, um, which means the UK can now trade with the EU on a, a zero tariff, uh, zero quota basis, um, which is obviously a good thing, um, particularly for 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 goods uh, trading companies. Um, it should be remembered, though, that the UK has formally left the, the European single market. So whilst there are no longer tariff barri- barriers or while, whilst there are no tariff barriers, um, there are non-tariff barriers which which i think for businesses is is probably worth something that's a consideration going forward i.e there is going to be paperwork to do and things like that which which can um add to business costs in terms of transacting with the, with the european union but certainly I, th- I think from the economic point of view what we've had is four and a half years of great uncertainty over whether or not the uk first of all would would leave with the deal or and more recently well what deal what shape would that deal take? Um, and I think from a business point of view, um, if you look at last year or, or so, business investment in the UK has been very weak. Um, and we would argue a part, part of that has been Brexit. So I think the alleviation of those uh, concerns and the return of some certainty should try should help um, businesses looking forward in terms of their planning, particularly around dealing with the European Union and and therefore things like investment. Obviously, the the one caveat to that all right now is what's happening on with COVID. Um, the, the other point, I suppose, just with, with Brexit as well, is that the, the trade deal very much is a trade deal in goods. And there are still loose ends which need to be tied up and dealt with, for example, in services and in particular financial services as well. Um, and that is something which may evolve in the, the coming months. So whilst kind of the, the headline negotiations have now been concluded, we have a trade deal, it doesn't mean the end of things. Thing Talks in the background are still likely to continue um, going forward. Um, I think the, you, you raised a question over what does this mean for the pound? Well, I'll give you a, a broad take on on sterling through the course of this year is that it's likely to firm further. Um, at least on our models, sterling is still undervalued by against the US dollar by a good 10% or so. And, and so whilst we don't expect the pound to immediately revert back to kind of a fair level in kind of the, the medium long term, we certainly expect a, a, a trend in that direction. Um, indeed, our own forecast for cable at the end of this year is 140. Um, so Brexit, in terms of the economic landscape, is certainly positive news. Um, there is still work to be done, though, and that can't be forgotten. And there are, as I said, so, some the, the trading rules now are different to when we were within the single market. So those are all things we need to, to bear in mind. Um, I think Brexit for the moment is obviously kind of being put aside to the more urgent developments, which are surrounding COVID. And... If you, you you look at kind of the, the shape of the landscape right now, um, we had a, a second lockdown in November um, that was gradually released. But then again, tighter, Christmas, tighter restrictions came into place over the Christmas period. And as the prime minister announced earlier on um, this year, um, we're now set to see a third lockdown, which is stringent and will last for a period which we're not entirely sure of. The suggestion is that it may start relaxing kind of mid-February, but that's not certain. It very much depends on the evolution of the the virus. So I think from an economic point of view right now, the fact is that the UK is potentially facing um, 
the risk of a double dip recession over the end of last year and the beginning of this year. Um, I think, and and whilst that is kind of, we are updating our forecast at the moment, whilst we think certainly that is, the risk is that the UK does tip that way. Um, let's not forget, as amidst all the gloomy news around COVID that started this year, and certainly you can't take away from the the worrying virus numbers themselves in terms of infection numbers, you, there is still some light at the end of the tunnel, i.e. vaccines have been approved, vaccines are being rolled out, okay, it might quite not might not quite be matching the government's targets at this point of, in time, but nonetheless it is being rolled out, and so there is that light at the end of the tunnel, and I think if you look beyond kind of the, this immediate quarter and towards the rest of the uh, the year, we're actually fairly optimistic in terms of Yes, we're looking at a temporary downturn right now, but once the, va the vaccine becomes more prevalent and more people have been immunised through the UK and restrictions are loosened, businesses get back to, to kind of some kind of normality, you, we, we suspect you'll see um, certainly a fairly robust recovery through the rest of the year. So I think in the near term, certainly stuff to worry about in terms of the immediate COVID developments but through the course of the year we suspect certainly that things should pick up and certainly strengthen and and part of that is brexit as well because as i said at the start we suspect kind of the the alleviation of the uncertainties around brexit um and some optimism over the outlook once kind of the vaccine is fully rolled out then you get a boost to the economy going forward um but certainly there is a, an awful lot going on from a, a domestic point of view Ryan, it'd be great to get your view on on what has been a, a very eventful and and uh, hugely busy start across the pond for the U.S. economy and the U.S. government and U.S. politics. Um, how how do you think things will pan out there in the next few months? Yeah, I, I think obviously for obviously domestic audiences, Brexit and kind of COVID developments in the UK have been very much prominent over the last couple of weeks, but we can't ignore. Um, what's going on in the US. Um, certainly that has had quite a considerable impact on the dollar. Um, I think a broad take from the, from, from the political point of view, if, if you look at what's been happening, um, you've had several things which arguably support risk sentiment. Um, for example, obviously you, you had the, the Biden win in the election, but the big question had been over for one fiscal stimulus and the second being over the Senate and what that may do for fiscal stimulus looking going forward. I think, firstly, from an economic point of view, um, the agreement of Congress and the White House to a new COVID relief bill has certainly been taken positively, particularly given that there were headwinds coming to the economy, particularly with regards to the labour market. Uh, and one number to watch later on this week, i.e. tomorrow, um, would be the non-farm payrolls numbers. Um, the extension of unemployment benefits as a result of or part of that that COVID release relief program um, is certainly one positive and that's helped to fuel some positive sentiment. The other thing, big thing this week has been the the Georgia Senate race. Now there were two runoff elections there and the the Democrats uh, look to have taken both seats which would now give them effective control of the Senate um, with a 50-50 split. Um, remembering that the Vice President Kamala Harris has the deciding vote in such a situation. Now, what that means now is that the, the Democrats co control both the House of Representatives and the Senate. So from a legislative 
perspective once Joe Biden takes office on 20th of January um, is a lot more favourable congressional backdrop in order to push forward the legislative agenda. And that could encompass more fiscal support for the economy. Um, it's worth noting that the Democrats had originally pushed for a two trillion dollar uh, package, which was whittled down by the Republicans uh, to just 900. So you've got that on the horizon, which certainly would be taken positively by markets. Obviously, what we've seen so far this year is um, positive risk sentiment and the dollar weakening. Um, I think the one caveat to that is what we've seen overnight in the US, uh, and in particular in Washington, D.C. and the Capitol building. And what has existed over the last month or so is certainly question marks over whether or not President Trump would go quietly into the night following the US election. Now, we've got two weeks until the official inauguration date, the transfer of power. I think one risk that markets need to be aware of and we all need to be aware of is the the, the political event risk, I suppose, over this coming period, i.e. was the events last night in the Capitol a one-off or is the potential for such events to, to, to carry on over the, the coming weeks? Now, there are question marks being raised in Congress itself over whether or not Trump could actually be removed from early from office earlier than the 20th. Um, and so I, th- I think if you were looking over the, the next couple of weeks, it, it looks to be quite a volatile period for um, US politics and therefore for global markets and the, the US dollar as well. And I think trying to, uh, on a, from a rational perspective, you would hope the president would transfer power peacefully. Um, but I suppose with, with President Trump, that's not a certainty. And um, it's, as I say, something certainly that we should watch out for um, in the coming weeks. Ryan, thanks so much. Um, no, I won't I won't embarrass you and, and ask you to, uh, to to comment, but but certainly it's with with great pride that Ryan and the team will rank number one for sterling dollar in Q4. Um, so it's, it, it's great for the guys to have. Uh, to have achieved that and and i think you know when when you look at when, when you hear how ryan and the team are, are looking ahead for sterling dollar um and potentially targeting 140 it it is you know i, I have to jog my memory to be honest to come into a uh, a calendar year where there has been as much optimism in in sterling dollar um but i guess it's not it's not um viewed like that across the board and i think there's still many people out there actually that are highlighting the risk so it would be great to hear from from yourself, Chris, as to what are you guys seeing in terms of positioning and flows, and and where where are your guys' thoughts at the moment as to where where sterling could trade with everything going on throughout the course of two thousand and twenty one. Yeah, I mean it's a bit tricky at the moment with so much going on. I mean, I mean to touch on the Brexit side of things, we did see a decent rally from basically the twenty first of December when the chance of the debt Brexit deal started getting priced in. So we did rally about four percent up to like three point uh, what's it one spot thirty seven. Um, so in terms of the move over the Brexit period, we did get a move, but it started from a bit of a lower base around the one thirty two mark. So that's why we didn't quite reach that kind of one forty level at the time when a deal was announced. Um, I think one thing we haven't really touched on is basically the Bank of England, and yesterday um, again talking about negative rates. So this is one of the things that could maybe keep a cap on the pound for a little bit in the short term at least. Um, I think Bailey was on the wires yesterday talking about how they can see GDP down over 4% on the long term. And I think it's like 2% over the uh, next three years. And the market starts pricing a bit more of the chances of negative rates in the uh, in the near term future. 
obviously we've got Bank of England in February um, is the next meeting. So there's um, a small chance that we start looking at negative rates then. And they are going to be publishing a report on their research into negative rates. So I think that kind of story might come to the front again. So it might put a cap on um, the you know, chances of sterling rallying in the short term. Um, but obviously, we have to look at the dollar side of things as well. Um, with everything going on in the US, um, I think it's quite clear dollar is going to be one of the major drivers of um, sterling dollar exchange rate. Um, if you look at the dollar index, dollar index has gone from 94 to 89.50 in the last few months, ever since Biden um, initially won. So I think the dollar is going to be the uh, one of the major players in terms of where we see ourselves in the next few months. Thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, look, I think just there's so much going on, so much to talk about. And obviously, we'll be here every step of the way and we'll be back in a couple of weeks to start to reflect on how 2021 has, has opened up. Um, for now, just to, to wish everyone well, certainly um, most importantly, to wish everyone um, to stay safe. And we look forward to speaking to everyone very soon.